0: So we got to dive in with the tower suite because you can answer some important questions, Karen, like are the beds comfortable and how's the shower pressure because you got to stay in the suite (laughs) for one evening. So what was that like? Welcome back, everybody, to a special bonus edition, part two of a conversation with our amazing show sponsor, Karen, who is the owner of My Path Unwinding Travel. And as we indicated on yesterday's show, Karen won a free evening in the tower suite, first guest to stay in the suite. And so we can't wait to chat with her about it. But let's start by welcoming... Well, let me start by welcoming Sam to the show. We're actually in the same room today because Sam flew into Orlando this evening. So we are sitting in the lovely Riviera Hotel recording this episode. That's how hard we work for you, our fans. Uh, (laughs) We're sitting in Riviera recording the show. So welcome to Orlando, Sam.
1: Thanks, Bri. Uh, Nathan and I had a great flight from Seattle, and we're happy to be here where it's as hot as the face of the sun.
0: (laughs) And and despite 90-day recovery, we have all tested negative for COVID in the last uh, 12 hours. So uh, we're feeling pretty good getting on the ship tomorrow. But let's also welcome Karen to our show to talk about her amazing experience. Welcome, Karen. Hello, hello. So... We got to dive in with the tower suite because you can answer some important questions, Karen, like are the beds comfortable and how's the shower pressure? Because you got to stay in the suite <laughs> for one evening. So what was that like?
2: It was surreal. It still actually feels like a dream. I really am still wondering to myself, am I having an Alice in Wonderland moment? Is this an extended dream sequence? Uh, I, I Did you eat really- some... Did you eat some
1: candies or pastries that
2: said, eat me, take me? I don't think so, but this just seems, and now there's so much detail and flow coming from it that, and I have so much photographic evidence that I I know it must be real, but it does still feel very, just, you know, so... Uh, kind of like an out-of-body experience when they called my number, you know, and they were counting down, you know, reading off each of the numbers on the raffle. You know, I was just, of course, sure. It wasn't going to be me. I don't win anything. And (laughs) from that moment, a few of my friends caught it on video from that moment, I was just shaking and... Uh, dissociating i it just does not it, it has not registered that you know my family got to be the very first guests in that tower suite and we <laughs> took every bit of advantage of it that we could
1: <laughs> yes uh well we you know i i understand this was a it was a meeting of travel agency owners that this this
2: raffle happened at is that right exactly so many of us owners were fortunate enough to be invited by Walt Disney Travel Company to sail on this Enchanted Preview Showcase Enchanted Enchanted Showcase Cruise um, for the Disney Wish, and they had called a meeting on our schedule uh, for day two, and um, we had you know as I mentioned in the other uh, other episode, you know we had several guests and you know several surprises. Uh, but we also were given raffle tickets as we walked in and had no idea what they would be for until they started giving away some sketches. But then at the very end, they announced that the last two giveaways would be for a cabana and for a stay in the funnel suite. And, you know, of course, the room went absolutely wild just with the <laughs> idea. <laughs> and I I just feel so fortunate because, you know, that we, we do really... Uh, focus on the concierge cruise experience. And so it just, it felt really, really wonderful, not only for me to be able to, you know, stay in the suite with my family, but to really share what it's like with all of our clients and with, with you, the DCL duo and all of your listeners, because this is our passion.
0: So what was the first thing you did when they handed the keys over to you for the suite?
2: So actually the first thing I did was I went to the concierge lounge because while they gave me the keys, they said, sorry, the actual suite will not be ready for a couple of more hours. It had been open. <laughs> right. And I knew, I knew that we were going to have to wait a little bit. It turned out to be a little longer than I had thought, but um. They the the suite had been open for tours, uh, from you know Sunday for a couple hours, Monday for a couple hours, and even Tuesday morning for a couple of hours. And so they had to let those tour times finish up, and then housekeeping came in to freshen it all up for us. So we headed to the concierge areas. I had not yet had a chance to see them. I had been planning on it. But once I knew that I was going to actually be able to experience it as a guest, I said, well, let me go on my own terms (laughs) (laughs) and be able to take a little bit more time. So we went to the concierge area and then uh, we got the message that the room was ready. And actually, the concierge team took care of transferring our luggage from our old room into the suite.
1: Fantastic. Before we get to the suite then, I want to talk a little bit about the the lounge and the concierge space and also find out were there other people staying in the concierge suites um, or, or concierge rooms and suites um, on the wish for this enchanted showcase cruise?
2: Absolutely. All of Concierge was fully uh, booked. Every suite, every Concierge room, save for the Tower Suite, which had been on tour, one of the two-story Royal Suites, and a one-bedroom suite uh, that were available for us to tour. Everything else was occupied by the special guests on board, the guest stars, the influencers, and the Disney top executives from really all over the world that uh, were invited to experience The Wish.
0: And how did the lounge compare? I mean, for me, The Wonder is a gold standard lounge in the cruise line. Um, You've probably experienced all the lounges across the fleet. How did the lounge compare to what you've seen from the other concierge lounges that you've been in?
2: it is incomparable. <laughs> I have been uh, in concierge on all the other ships and this concierge experience, the space is in a class by itself. They have truly elevated the experience. They know they have, and they're intentional about making the concierge experience on the wish distinctive from the other ships. So the indoor space is vast. And what I had not seen in the videos that had been posted previously is that there is a full galley. They have their own kitchen now um, off the concierge lounge, which means that they can have extended offerings in terms of you know their their food uh food options it, you know throughout the day so now they're able to have hot items at, during the different service times throughout the day so uh, you know they have a large area for the food they have menus for breakfast afternoon and um you know kind of dinner i would call them sort of canapes or you know Hors d'oeuvre style, heavy hors d'oeuvre style options. Uh, so that is something new. They have three coffee machines <laughs> and they're <laughs> spread out. So I mean, so you know, everybody raves about the coffee machines and they it is still really, really good, but there's two in sort of the galley area, and then there's one over on the complete other side of the indoor space. So that helps with the flow of the lounge, but there is so much seating in there. There's tables, um, in the galley area that are sort of high top cafe tables. And then in the rest of the lounge are more kind of high tops, low tops, couches, chairs, a kid's seating area. There, there is plenty, plenty of room.
1: And we know that this concierge, um, well concierge on the wish is quite a few more staterooms than it is on the dream or the fantasy, which are ships of the same size. Do you feel like the, the lounge, and I know it, it might've been somewhat difficult to tell cause you had some, you know, Disney employees or executives in concierge, but could you get a sense of whether or not this, this space would, would end up being really crowded on a regular sailing?
2: I, It's hard to say because there were so many executives and people that were had had jobs to do. I don't think they were in there on the normal routine of what a typical concierge guest would be. But even so, I think that you know I I was in there at some fairly busy times, like, you know, right before dinner and, you know, in the, in the morning as people were were getting off and it did not feel like it was going to be an issue because it's, it's large enough. And then there's also the two story outdoor areas. So that's, that's right there connected to it. You know, it's, it's kind of one, you know, space that all flows together.
0: Well, so let's head over to the suite uh, i'm I'm curious again, to raise the question. What was the first thing you did once you got in the room? But I also wanted to ask, I seem to recall that even going into the room is supposed to trigger this moana like welcoming experience uh, from a piece of art that sits right in the entryway, and I'm curious if you experienced that when, when you first entered the room.
2: If it is supposed to do anything that beautiful heart sculpture we just enjoyed it and nobody pointed out anything about its function otherwise <laughs> Now you have me curious but it was um, have you heard that there was that it was supposed to do something?
0: It was supposed to I remember in the original announcements that the heart statue was supposed to sort of light up like the heart of Tafiti and place a sort of sound throughout the room and so maybe that is an experience that is not yet pr- uh, show ready for. It may, cruise line. <laughs> it
2: may not be show ready, and I will tell you they still they still are tweaking the suite because uh, as we were taking the tours, the um you know, we all have pictures of the dining area and this beautiful chandelier that was on top of the dining table. And the next day when we moved in, um, the although the sign that the you know the tower suite was, you know, for touring had been, you know, turned around and, you know, the door was no longer open. The door, the doorbell kept ringing for people thinking that they could come tour it. (laughs) And, And so we turned several people away, but then somebody came to the door who introduced herself as the, the, director of design or something along those lines for the ship and that a new chandelier had been installed. And could she come in and take a look? (laughs) (laughs) So so Harb let her in. And sure enough, we realized that they had just put a completely different chandelier. When we looked at the pictures (laughs) from just the day before, they had switched out the chandelier. And uh, I do think I prefer the new one. And the woman that came in to look at it and take some pictures was very pleased. And then the only other thing we noticed after she left was that there were no light bulbs in it.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Did <laughs> so you, we did, figured- did- did you take some pictures
2: of it? Because you would have the exclusive, I mean, pretty much, Actually, right? You I think the... so. I think so. Unless anybody got in there today, which they may have, um, you know, or tomorrow, of course. I don't know. I believe there'll be a guest in it tomorrow. But um, yes, we have pictures. And, you know, I was a little bit concerned because we decided, hey, maybe the Apollo steakhouse experience in our suite would be... Uh, better than going to the Frozen show <laughs> at dinner. <laughs> so although it pains me not to experience all three of the you know, main dining rooms, we decided that we'll save that for another time. <laughs> and, you know, there might not be another time to experience Apollo and Sweet like that. So we did that instead. And we still have plenty of mood lighting around us, even without the chandelier working. <laughs>
0: Did, did you get a chance to use the, I know they have a bar inside the suite that I think, you know, Disney was billing as we'll send somebody in for cocktail hour for you. Did they, did they do that for you?
2: Well, we didn't do that, but I will, I will say there are a couple things about bar is that I had inquired about, is there a bar cart on the ship? And sure enough, there is. So I said, well, you know, can we, <laughs> can we experience it because the tower suite is, not contiguous with the concierge lounge so it seems like a you know it seems like a, a good rationale for having a bar cart for that suite and some of the others that are not right next to the lounge so you know we had polo dinner for seven thirty, and sure enough uh the bar cart arrived and i'm not sure if this is standard or because we were the very first guests on the ship to also have signature fine dining in suite. So um, not only did, you know, our food come, but the bartender from concierge came with the bar cart and he just stayed for about half our meal. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept pouring for us, you know, whatever cocktails and wine we wanted. <laughs> so that was, that was a lovely treat. We, we, did decide to entertain later that evening, but we had not even thought to ask if they could arrange something or set anything up. But we had uh, some champagne. All of the guests on this cruise were given sort of a small bottle of champagne in their rooms, and we just told all our friends, you know, stop by around ten thirty and bring what you have. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some other bottles to share, and the bar is well stocked, and we did not have a. Uh, corkscrews. So we called down to um, room service for that. It was past the time that the concierge lounge would have been open. So we called down for that. They came promptly. And so we did get to also have a small party in the suite, (laughs) which was really fun.
0: So you got to explore, I guess, all the nooks and crannies in the suite a little bit. Anything leap out to you that you were like, oh, I didn't know that was there from the tour that we did. Anything surprising?
2: So I think the funnest surprise is that you may have seen in the larger master bathroom. So this is the bathroom on the second floor off the king bedroom. At the end of that bathroom is a door that says emergency exit or exit. Well, it turns out that if you open that door, you are at the front of the line for that yellow Mickey slide that goes down the side of the funnel. (laughs) (laughs) And our, our suite attendant who was giving us the tour said, Hey, this is a perk (laughs) go out there and you know, you're ready to slide. So it's kind of fun because no, it doesn't have an in-room slide like maybe a Royal Caribbean family loft suite does. And you know, the, the third floor of the atrium on the wish has the slide going down to the kids club. But if you're in that room with your family, you can, just, you know, hop out the bathroom and cut (laughs) the line to uh, go down that slide, which would be kind of fun.
0: Well, what other observations did you have staying in the suite? I want to talk about Palo dinner, but I just want to make sure we've covered off everything you thought was of interest uh, having stayed in the suite for a night was noise level. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you may have gotten in a little later, so probably the pool deck may not have been as hopping as it would otherwise be. And, you know, people have asked about the view out of the suite and things like that, but yeah, what, what did, yeah. What did you experience? The
2: noise level was completely non-existent and there definitely was, you know, Happenings that we would have heard had it had it had been an issue. Uh, Noise was I don't think a concern. I think it's the windows are well constructed for that. And uh, one thing that's fun is that there are controls in every room and some master control panels on the um, each of the two floors that control the blinds so there is a set of sheer blinds that go down and then a a set of sort of you know blackout uh drapes that can come down and you can control those you know in any way that you want so that main two-story set of windows in the double height living room can be uh you know, covered in a sheer and then in your bedrooms you can have the blackout and so each room can be controlled individually. So I think that was really nice when we had our friends over, we originally had the shears down and then we thought, well, let's show off a little bit. So we... (laughs) we raised it and, you know, it was a beautiful view at night of, you know, the, the bar lit up and you can see the lights of the ship and, and, and the ocean. And, and we had some other friends that had left and they went across and, and waved at us and took some cool pictures actually (laughs) through across the way. And then, and then we could put it back down. So, you know, it is, you know, I think the biggest concern is, are you going to miss the balcony? And, you know, some people are going to miss the balcony. There's no denying that. Uh, I think that the space is so open and so spacious. None of the other suites have that level of entertainment space. And the suite is so spacious and it has room truly for a large extended family. Uh, Another aspect that I had not paid attention to when I was learning about the tower suite is that the, uh, library media room on the first floor, uh, that doubles as a bedroom. It has a queen size Murphy bed, also has a fully accessible bathroom. So that is a nice option if someone has uh, you know a neat, uh, someone in their family that is not going to be able to take the stairs up to the top floor but still wants to enjoy the suite. You can get to the suite by elevator actually from deck 10 or from deck 12 and um, and then you know they can access the suite easily and have that accessible, uh, you know, bathroom with the roll-in shower and all of that—you know, those great features for wheelchair users—that I, you know, attended to uh, for some of my clients who uh, need that type of accommodation. So uh, I really do like the space. It's—it's it's different. We're the type of family that loves going to con- the concierge lounge. We enjoy hanging out with the bartenders and meeting other people, and so we did not miss having a balcony or you know the hot tub experience on our balcony so it's a trade-off it's a it's you know probably one of the most unique accommodations at sea and so it's a a trade-off as to you know who would be the right fit to stay in it.
0: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure, by Disney vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash duo to book your next vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. Well, we got to talk about Palo because we have yet to have anyone talk about the food coming out of the adult dining venues and you had Palo dinner in your room. And so curious about the menu and the differences between you know what we've seen out of Palo traditionally and what they're serving out of the steakhouse? And then just how was the food?
2: The food was incredible. I was so excited. I, I'm a huge fan of Palo. And I was so excited that we were going to be able to experience it in our suite. And really the menu is familiar. So it's one part of the ship that is familiar for repeat cruisers, right? Because the main dining room menus are completely new. There's really no chance on a three night, especially to have some of your favorites, you know, from the other ships, which... Surprised me, but the polo menu has all of, you know, our favorites, the, the lamb and the gnocchi and the pizzas. And, um, you know, the, of course the chocolate souffle. And so, but it has the addition of an extended steakhouse, uh, beef menu. So we ordered you know several of our favorite appetizers, and then in addition, uh, we ordered some of the wagyu steak, and we ordered that thirty-two ounce bone-in ribeye <laughs> to share. So it was it was beautiful, and you know you kind of wonder when they're. Presenting it in your room, is it going to be just as good? Is it going to be cold? And oh my gosh, it was not. They brought in each course separately. And uh, we loved it because actually we enjoyed the pace better in our suite. It actually moved along more quickly than our last dinners that we've had in Palo in the restaurant, which sometimes seemed to drag out too long between courses. And I mean, this was just wonderful. We had the antipasto pasta platter. They brought the, you know, the, the flatbread and the breadsticks. Everything was there that you would expect from Palo. And then the chocolate souffle for dessert. And we had to add on the amazing carrot cake too.
1: Awesome. I was going to ask if you had the souffle and if there was any sort of difference of having it in your room uh, versus
2: in, you know, the restaurant. I don't think there was any difference at all. It was just as good. The chefs know how to execute. Everybody that was uh, in service there for us, you know, had said that they, you know, it was obviously their first time uh, delivering this experience on the Wish, but they had trained extensively on it on the other ships and knew exactly what to do. And so everything was just perfect. They came in and set up our table and put even a little flower on it. It was really, really special.
0: And is the carrot cake a new dessert item? have we've heard a lot about different carrot cake experiences on board the Wish <laughs> from a particular listener out there who really loves carrot cake. But is it is it that a new? Uh, i believe no, I it
2: is and i think it's like i have to go back and look but maybe like an eight layer seven or eight layers i'd heard uh, i'd heard 12
0: i'd heard maybe 12, 12. yeah it might
2: be 12 <laughs> I, I i took pictures of four so i'll have to go back and count make sure they counted <laughs> for all the layers <laughs> as advertised but um here yeah it is it is beautiful and it has a, a pretty Orange glaze. You know, I guess if you're I'm looking at it right now, if you're counting one, two, three, there's six layers of cake and six layers of cream cheese. So there you go. (laughs) 12 layers. (laughs) It was delicious. It really, really fresh and moist. And uh, but you know, nothing beats the souffle at the end of the At the end of a meal, we're (laughs) we're, we're, we're diehard chocolate soufflé fans, and I did miss the Grand Marnier soufflé from the main dining room. It is nowhere to be found on this ship. You cannot have it. You cannot request it. Nor can you have escargot. Uh, You know, there's several items that we're used to from the other ships that are not available at all on the Wish. And so it was nice to have some familiar favorites from Paulo. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and any other, so the, you mentioned the steaks, you mentioned the carrot cake is new. Item. Any other new items in like the appetizer section or the flatbreads oh, or pastas? Awesome. Yeah. Any, any other new items that caught your attention? Uh,
2: good question. Um, I'm going to on that right now, guys.
0: dinner right now, Karen. Right. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, I think the sides were actually, you know, all very familiar to us. Um, you know, we got the, the really lovely uh, Yukon kind of like those fried potatoes. Yeah, the potatoes. They're like dojos. Yeah, Yeah, and we got the mushrooms and we got the asparagus. Um, We got gnocchi, which, you know, I think that the gnocchi varies seasonally anyway at Palo. So the gnocchi that we were served had sort of a a pesto sauce on it, which may have been new. Uh, The salads were the same, uh, nothing new there. Uh, so I really think that the main menu was very, very similar, except for the addition of new cuts of of steak.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. That's an interesting choice on their part because one, I think there's a lot of people out there who are looking for something a little familiar on the ship, and so they can get it at Palo. But uh, also, I think that restaurant caters to kind of the clientele that's not yet ready to get into the Enchante Remy experience. And uh, we know quite a few steak lovers that. You know, go there and order their steak uh, for the crew. So,
1: including me, to be fair.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Just to kind of expand a little bit the menu, but keep some of the old standby favorites.
2: Exactly. Because it's, you know, it's sort of that traditional feeling, whereas Enchante is, you know, more of that foodie experience. And one fun fact that I discovered about the tower suite and the, Roy, uh, the other four Royal suites on board is that on the wish, you can also have on in your suite, which is not available. You, you may not have Remy in your suite and the other ships, um, at least as of now, but Enchante is available. So that is a new, um, you know, benefit of staying there. Sam
0: is, Sam is searching the Disney Cruise Line website right now for upgrades.
2: <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> exactly. is,
1: that is hardcore. I mean, because the experience at Remy and I, I understand on to be similar is, is not your standard three or four course meal. It's a lot more courses Cause that's what fine dining is more courses, usually smaller portions, but very, very rich and wonderful food. And so, yeah, that's a more complicated orchestration when you're not in the restaurant. So that's, that's an amazing surprise.
2: Exactly. I was, I was pretty surprised, but I think there'll be some people that will experience it. Hopefully we'll get to hear from them soon. And then another fun uh, thing is that the, um, the one bedroom suites and higher have an enhanced Concierge room service menu.
0: Oh, I saw and that. Yeah. What what does that entail?
2: So it just has different items that you that you can get during concierge hours through so through 10 o'clock, because it is actually serviced from that concierge kitchen I told you about. So that is really nice. And what I really like about it is that the concierge breakfast menu in a room um is you know upgraded and although we were initially told that we could not have it in our room on departure debarkation morning they then said that it will be available for the royal suites and so we ordered you know the night before a pretty full spread for breakfast this morning delivered to our room. And so those were some new items. We had these hot breakfast sandwiches. We had some really pretty avocado toast, French press coffee, um, Mickey waffle, yogurt parfait. I have to order, tell, you know. Yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to the try, right, try <laughs> one
1: of everything, obviously. But you need to tell me about these breakfast sandwiches because I am a breakfast sandwich person.
2: Oh, yes. I mean, it's basically that, you know, typical bacon, egg and and cheese sandwich. But, uh, you know, on good on good whole wheat bread, kind of grilled and buttery. (laughs) And I would say, you know, if you are a breakfast person and you love that order, two because really one serving is about half a sandwich with a grilled tomato. So so don't be shy to order a couple of them.
0: (laughs) So does that mean that. The other suites aside for the tower suite, then on disembarkation, you can have breakfast in your room and then can you get expressed off the ship from your room so you don't even have to head to the lounge?
2: Yes. So they did offer to come to our suite. And from our suite, there is an elevator that takes you down to deck 10. And when you're on board, you can go on deck 10. And uh, I, I took a picture of where it is at. I can't recall exactly right now. It's across from, t- I'm wanting to say ten five two six or somewhere around there. I'll have to double check it. Um, but you will see a little elevator lobby with a glass door and a, uh, you know, a key card. Uh, Activation, and that turns out to be the private elevator for the tower suite. So you can go in that elevator with. uh, That was the first thing we actually did in the suite. Was we entered that way. We used the elevator key to get into the little uh, glass enclosed lobby, and then you know got into the elevator and had to use the key again to select floor (laughs) fourteen, and it, it. you can stop at deck twelve, which is sort of a more public area, but it'll take you all the way up to fourteen, right outside your door to your suite. So that would be the accessible way to go. Um, again, for folks that you know need an accessible option, it's also great if it happens to be raining, or if you just don't want everybody seeing you coming in out of the suite.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is so. So what? So the the that elevator takes you down to what deck? On deck ten. Ah. Uh,
2: I have that Actually, it is. Um, let's see, I have the number here. I was just pulling it up. It is on deck 10 and it only stops on deck, on deck, um, 10, 12, and 14. So concierge can, um, can bring, can, can come to your suite, accompany you down that elevator to deck 10, and then you have to walk forward Um, you know, down the hallway on deck 10 and then they can use their their express pass key to get you down that elevator to get you to deck three to get off the ship.
0: Yeah. It would be probably impossible from a design standpoint. I was so curious if they were going to have an elevator that would express you like when you got on the ship, is there a way to immediately kind of ensconce you in your own private elevator to get, yeah, whisk you up to the tower suite, right? And that would be really interesting. It's not
2: there. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Karen, what have we not talked about as we wrap up part 2 here of your fabulous uh, stay in the Tower Suite, your experience with concierge, your experience with Paolo? Anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to be sure to uh, relay?
2: I just think that that concierge experience, the sun deck and the lounge are now mind-blowing. The views. Finally, we have a sun deck with, you know, full ship views, you know, front of the ship views. The bar is amazing and there's two because there's a bar on the sun deck and there's a bar inside and they both have blenders now. So during uh you know happy hour, those people that have been looking for frozen drinks can have them. Also on the sun deck in the concierge area at that bar all day long they have sort of this smoothie machine going and that's self-serve with two flavors so non-alcoholic and you know but you can so the kids or you can just get a refreshing drink they have a full refrigerator up there with all the beverages and then um, they did go ahead when we were there um, yesterday and the bartender started setting up earlier than the, you know, set happy hour times. And so there was a cash bar available for a couple of hours. And then at five o'clock, it turned over to the complimentary.
1: Nice. So you could do, if they had a pina colada smoothie, you could just get a little rum float on
2: top. we and and we absolutely did that exact yes. thing <laughs> i love it they had several nice rums we learned about some rums from bruno mars and we they, we found them delicious <laughs> we had to add them to that pina, pina colada smoothie so so that was really perfect but they, yeah they had a nice offering we we were ready for some of the uh you know, popular moet ice, but we were told that the entire ship ran out of moet ice. <laughs> that was how heavy it was being consumed. So
0: that's that's why they needed a they, dark night. They got to restart. They got to restock.
2: Exactly. <laughs> hopefully it is restocked fully for your maiden voyage because we know there'll be a lot of people enjoying that on board.
0: You know, Karen, I had one, you know, I, I thought of one last question. They've been introducing, you mentioned the bar cart, they've been introducing a lot of new concierge experiences across the fleet. So the, you know, the early entry into shows and, you know, free popcorn (laughs) for concierge guests, uh, that sort of thing. Did you hear anything from the concierge team about experiences like that, that are going to be on the wish additional perks for concierge guests?
2: Yes. So they are planning to continue the early access to the shows, but because of the location of the lounge and because of the number of concierge guests that can be sailing you know, and attending the shows at any one time, instead of meeting at the lounge and trying to herd everybody down, because there's not really a great way to do that, there's going to be a designated meeting point. And my understanding is that it will be at deck two forward and that there's plenty of space down there to have that as a meeting point for them to be escorted into The show. Of course, everybody's welcome to go get their cocktail ahead of time before heading down there. Uh, I heard the supply of Rico's popcorn on board was rather limited right now, but they were working on it. But you can show your gold key card at Preludes and get complimentary popcorn. And another uh, important perk is that concierge will, in fact, assist in getting their guests' reservations at. The hyperspace lounge, which I believe will continue to be needed for some time to come.
0: Yeah, do you you know the speaking of reservations? I guess the other question that I had is, we had heard at least on the maiden sailing that Palo and Enchante were so hard to get that there were people and concierge who had put in their requests who had not gotten adult dining pre boarding. I was wondering if the concierge team had any, or if you, if if they shared any thoughts, I mean, the ship has doubled the size of its concierge offering. Has that posed any challenges that, uh, that, that they saw?
2: I know that, you know, they're anticipating, you know, having to tweak some of their procedures in order to make sure that their guests have, the experience that they come to expect and then some. They are very committed to making the wish, you know, the premier experience for concierge and not have it be the experience that is disappointing because it's too big. You know, they are committed to providing the resources in terms of the servers, the bartenders. There are now four concierge managers uh, working there instead of three as on the other ships. There are concierge servers, you know, walking around inside and outside being available for you. In terms of reservations for dinners and whatnot, I've not heard that that is a concern. And I expect that, uh concierge folks will will get a reservation even if it's you know maybe not when they thought or you know maybe they didn't get it before they board but concierge will will be accommodated i would be shocked if you know somebody was in concierge and said i want i never got a reservation and they would not be able to get one i guess we'll wait and see but i think they usually are able to you know make space (laughs) let's put it that way i really don't think that they ever fully book those restaurants on any of the ships ahead of time.
0: They know they, 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 they set have them out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have to hold some back because we know people get on board and can go get reservations. So I think they open inventory at different times and then reserve some inventory for when you get on board. I mean, it's hard to do with brunch because brunch is only on the sea day and maybe the NASA day, depending. Um, and it's, it's also a tough balance though, because with uh, you know, I, I, I agree with the sentiment when you're paying the price to sailing and concierge, you should get the best experience possible because it is an expensive price tag. And I can't even imagine if you were sailing and concierge and said, I want to have a Palo dinner. And they said, sorry, we're sold out like that. That just would blow my mind. Um, at the same time, it's tough. It's a tough needle to thread because you want to balance out and make sure that those not sailing and concierge can also have these experiences. Yeah. You've got platinum sailors who now the benefit maybe comes pretty watered down because they can't get the reservation to get the, you know, the free lunch or dinner or brunch or dinner.
2: That's my, true. My, it's going to be harder for them.
1: Yeah. My hope is that they will balance things out by saying, you know, for concierge, you know, you're, sorry, you're not going to be able to eat dinner in Enchante every night, but we'll make sure if you want a reservation there, you'll get, you'll get at least one chance to go. Right. And then that way. Uh, oh, and I'm
2: sure that would be yeah. the case. I do not think they would let somebody, you know, enjoy Enchante or Apollo every night at the expense of other passengers. Um, And, and, you know, I think that concierge would help make sure that those people are, are happy in other ways. Right. I mean, there's so many wonderful ways to enjoy the ship. So the dining is just one. And by the way, side note, the Rose, I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, the Rose is, going to be such a hot spot <laughs> also get, i don't know that there's going to be a reservation needed but when we were there it was packed it was hopping it was a great vibe it was beautiful and the cocktails are amazing so don't miss that
0: uh, we are looking forward to it and we will be setting <laughs> foot on board tomorrow we have an 11 a.m i think port arrival time Eleven so to eleven fifteen. We, you, so bro. yeah, we are we are so eager to get on board and can't wait to share our own thoughts with our listeners after the sailing. But Karen, thank you for coming on and sharing your thoughts—not once but twice—and your amazing experience in the tower suite and with Palo. So amazing to hear about.
1: And thank you also for being our amazing show sponsor. Karen is the owner of My Path Unwinding Travel and they sponsor this show. And if you are interested in booking your next Disney vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel or any other luxury vacation, uh, feel free to reach out to them and we'll have a link to their website in our show notes.
0: I'll do you one better, Sam people can go to mypathunwinding.com slash DCLDUO. So you can head over there and check that out. But Karen, thank you so much for taking the time this evening. We really, really appreciate it
2: perfect thank you both it's always really really fun to talk to you about my favorite vacation experience (laughs) sailing on disney cruise line and in concierge and i wish both of you bon voyage and nathan too i can't wait to hear about it through his eyes and uh have a fantastic cruise
0: as always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice mail line if you'd like to send us a question a comment or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590 that's 402-413-5590 if you'd like even more great content from the dcl duo you can always browse to youtube.com slash dcl duo for our vlog If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. If you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash dclduo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.